Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Wildly Aligned Marketing. Today I am talking with my guest, Rebecca Saunders, all about how to tap into something new and unlock this next level in your business by embracing vulnerability and truly showing up as your most authentic self. So Rebecca is a video expert, podcast host, and serial entrepreneur. She is a champagne-drinking, post-it-note-loving, hair-free alopecian with a passion for pink and making her dreams a reality. Rebecca believes everyone has the ability to turn their uniqueness into their superpower, and in doing so, we can truly design, create, and live our very best lives. Listen in as we talk about turning your uniqueness into your greatest superpower in your business, why you need a cheer squad and supportive community around you, protecting yourself with strong boundaries as you're practicing being your bold, authentic self, navigating pivots and following what lights your soul on fire, and so much more. You guys, this is like one of those conversations that we we get into so much, but it really is, I think, just going to light a fire under your butt to help you um, stop holding yourself back and just stop caring about what people think and comparing yourself so much in your business. So without further ado, let's get into today's conversation. Welcome to Wildly Aligned Marketing. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Blenkush. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and very quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you own your voice and consistently find and attract the right clients online so you can grow a wildly successful business doing what you love. All right, friend, grab your coffee and notebook and let's dive into today's episode. All right. Well, hello, Rebecca. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me on the show. Yes, I'm very excited to talk to you. Um, I would love to just start out by letting you introduce yourself a little bit. So tell everyone who you are, what you do, and then we will jump more into your story. Amazing. Okay, so you've actually got me talking at a time where I'm in a pivoting time for my business. So historically, I have run a video production company for the last 10 years, Um, started in Australia when I moved to the country in 2012. And we now operate in Australia, New Zealand, the UK and parts of America. Um, As COVID was our biggest, biggest year ever. So like when industries were dying, um, we actually thrived in that, um, which was pretty, pretty incredible. So what that's really taught me is there's a space for me to teach videographers how to run their business. So I'm in a a pivoting stage between still running my video business um, and also launching something new for my industry, which is very exciting. Um, And then outside of that, I have had alopecia now for the last 25 years. So alopecia for me has, is a autoimmune disorder. That means I've got no hair anywhere. You can use your imagination as much as you like on that (laughs) one. Um, (laughs) And it's only really in the last 12 months that I've really owned that and made it my superpower. So there's inklings of that coming in terms of books and keynotes that will be in the horizon in the future. So, yeah, it's um, very much around video production for me historically and confidence and inner power. 
yeah. um, as one of those things. Yeah. yeah. I love that you said that it's really been within the last 12 months or you mm. know, year or so that you've really owned that and made it your superpower. And, and even just referring to it in that light is so cool because I, I remember being a new business owner and hearing someone um, talk about the shift of like that thing that you feel either self-conscious about, or you feel like is a weakness of yours, um, can actually be your strength. Like that can actually be your greatest asset and oh, it's yes. about shifting your mindset. So tell us more about that. Cause I want to talk about that. I also would love to hear more about this pivot. We can only have <laughs> one conversation at once though. So tell us, right. tell us like what that was like for you in terms of just really making that into your superpower. So for me, it's been one of those things that I've always covered up. You know, I've I've worn wigs since I was seven. Um, it was never really. I mean, I'm sure I had I had the opportunity as a child to do whatever I wanted to do in the whichever way I wanted it to be. So, um, I chose that I'd always wear wigs, cover it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a multitude of different colors. So whilst it was a thing that I was covering, as I became more used to sort of around the teenage years, early, early tweens, um, early twenties. Uh, it but definitely became something that I had fun with. Mm-hmm. So r- red, brunette, blonde. Um, I'd always have fun with it, but then it would always be in the back of my mind in terms of, oh, what kind of hair was I wearing when I met that person? And it became like quite like, oh, mm. this is it's getting quite confusing until I got to the point where I went, you know what? I'm just going to own the fact that I have different colors and it's fine. Um, and I had friends in a mentoring group. I'm very big on mentors and having the right cheer squad around you that when you do know that, um, that when you just own that and take it off, your business is going to go great. I was like, mm, no, no, thanks. Mm-mm. And that conversation probably happened for about five years. I can picture the first conversation and I can picture the face, uh, their faces when I finally did it. And they're like, see, told you, see, I told you it'd be a superpower. Yeah. Okay. Um, but in saying that you can't do it until you're ready, like you mm-hmm. actually can't own something until you're ready to own it. And so for me, I was away. My, my crux thing was I was already comfortable in my own home. Um, I was already comfortable around friends. I'd started to do stuff externally. So, you know, gym gear, going out for a walk, I wouldn't bother. Um, and then it got to a point where I went, okay, I'm at this conference with a whole heap of women that have my back on this. Let's give it a crack. And it was middle of, I'm going to say it was late 2020 or even middle of 2021. So in Australia, our lockdowns were all very different to the rest of the world. We were moving. (laughs) So we definitely were able to move into state. So it may have been early 2021. And I was at a conference and I just went, I'm just going to go with it. And for the five weeks I was away, I didn't bother wearing wearing a wig around these people or you know around friends and family. And then lockdowns meant we had to do masks, like masks everywhere again. <sighs> Something had to give. I was wearing glasses. There was some screen time that we were on. I was having my mask on, the hair on. It was Australian summer. Mm-mm. No, something had to give, and it just that was the crux point for me where I just went, stop it, let's do it. Um, so yeah, it was, it's, it's a process. It's something that I had to get used to being okay with for people to ask questions about, because if you're scared of answering the questions, you're never going to be comfortable going out owning that, that piece. So it was a journey, but it's definitely been worth it. 
Yeah. Well, and I, I love that you said, you know, you can't, you can't force it basically. Like you have to be ready to own it and you, you have to get to that point. Right. And it's interesting because, you know, talking about that, um, phase kind of in teens, early twenties, where you were like, I'm just going to be really colorful. I'm like, I'm going to have fun with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think about that and, you know, I think about life in this way, just in general, where it's like each season serves a purpose. And so it's looking at that and being like, that was the season where I just, I learned to have fun with it. Right. And like, you have to kind of go through all those different stages to get to the point where you're like, you know what? I'm just going to totally dish. Going to go with it. Yeah. 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 So you're right. It's complete stages. And once I owned it, I don't do things by half, Natalie at all. So I owned it and went straight on the phone to my photographer friend and went, got a few hours tomorrow just fancy doing a bit of a shoot so we went all in you know when I was ready to go I did everything website image change social media changes everything and just went hard yeah oh I love that so much (laughs) so okay so so knowing that you went through that and you got to that point where you're like you know what I'm all in like I am you know taking this filter off of myself basically and I'm just gonna Mm. fully be myself online, like even in my business, right? Not just in the privacy of my own home. What would you say to a woman who there is an element of that for her? Because I can think about things for myself too, where it's like, for sure, there's things that even just recently you talked about pivot and we can get into that. I feel like I've been going through and still am in some ways going through a pivot to where that's been a big part for me of like taking inventory of what are the things that I'm like holding myself back on And then just being like, screw it. Like, I'm just going (laughs) to, you know, like be myself, but we have so much resistance around that. Right. So what would you say to a woman who's in that place right now where she's kind of like teetering on the edge? Oh, I think one of the biggest things you need to have before you step out into anything like that and step into owning the power is a cheer squad. And I don't mean someone that's going to be behind you going, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. But the people that are going to pick up the pieces and be like, yeah okay like that wasn't such a good day but you know here's some wine have a great you know let's have a little bit of a chat or someone going just ignore that you know we're on we're on we're on a mission and so you've got people around you that are not necessarily friends or or family members um they're colleagues business colleagues that are all vouching for you owning that and owning that space and fundamentally building your business better because of it, right? Like you're living a better life because your business is thriving from it because you've owned that power. And if you can get that piece, then you feel invincible. Like it's okay. Well, let's just go for it because really it doesn't matter what other people have to say about on the outside. If you can put that wall up to avoid any of those comments, you know, not scroll on any of the nasties, not that I actually had any, I might point out. Um, (laughs) Then I think you've then got that sort of buffer around you, that armor to go, I'm going to take off this armor and I'm going to put on a fresh one. And it's more of a padding, you know? So you've got that support because it is scary. And as people that own that power and who are running, running businesses, right? Starting something new. We're not the norm. Mm -hmm. This is not a normal thing for people to be doing. You know, then we wake up every day and go, I'm just going to show everyone who I really am today. People don't do that. You know, you see it everywhere. It's all hidden. There are different people in different areas. And gosh, that's got to be exhausting for, for the normal person. But I know. 
you know, I think about it now and go, oh, I don't think I could keep myself being three different people in three different places. Um, so I think you've got to have that cheer squad, number one, and you've got to be ready. If you're not ready, it's going to be 20 times harder. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the way that you talk about your cheer squad, it sounds like, um, you know, it was for you really a group of women that were going to encourage you to be your best, right? Like not a bunch of yes men or yes women, Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I'm just going to cheer you on and like, tell you whatever you want, you know, like regardless of if it's a really crappy idea, I'm going to tell you to go for it. Like, no, no. they're the (laughs) the kind of people that are like, "Eh." I don't know if that's really a great thing or like call you out when they can tell that you are playing small or stuff like that. Like that, that is the game changer right there. Um, and also, you know, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about recently, I heard somewhere, um, talking about how, like, we need to have this mentality of, we don't have anything to lose, like really embracing. I have nothing to lose Mm -hmm. because when we do feel like we have something to lose, and that can, you know, apply that however, however is sticking out to you, then you are holding a part of yourself back or you're holding on to something because you feel like I need to control this thing over here. Otherwise I'm going to lose, you know, my reputation or integrity or money or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And it sounds like you really embrace that. Like there is nothing to lose. Like I'm going to well, go for it. What's the worst that can happen? Right. I, li- I live my life based on, you know, who else is going to do it? Right. Like if if there was someone like me around when I was small and wanting to own it, but didn't really know what to look for. Like I'd have loved to have had someone to who was all over their social media being like, this is awesome. Live your best life. Do, you know, have these conversations. Um, it's not arty, farty, airy, fairy. It's like, no, no, you can have the conversations and own that. You know, you can genuinely live your best life, having the best time, choosing the people that you want to be around who light your soul on fire. And if I had that as a role model, um, that may have been a completely different story. I mean, gosh knows where I'd be now, but if I can be that person to somebody else, what you're right, what have I got to lose? So that's always been what I've been percolating on and been driving force. But two things just cropped into my head there. Last week, I was at a retreat with businesswomen from the UK. And one of the things that came up around this topic was the sentiment that only worry about things that worry can solve. Mm. Right? Like, yeah. How cool is that? Like, if you had, it's good if I'd heard that earlier. Like, huh. Well, I can't control anybody else's feelings. I can't control what other people are going to think, but I can control what I can think. So what's the point of me worrying about things that I can't have any, any sort of control over whatsoever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good because it is, it's like, you know, we're just expending energy. I think of it, I've shared this example on the podcast before, but the analogy that comes to mind is like when you have a bunch of apps open in your phone and it's just draining the battery because they're refreshing and running in the background. Like that's what the worry is doing is it's just like draining your energy and your thoughts and your good (laughs) decision-making. It's it's exhausting. Yeah. yeah. It's exhausting. And then I read uh, whilst I was in New York a few weeks ago, I read Kendra Scott's new book, the Mm. jewelry designer. I don't, I think it's literally just come out. I think I got it the week it was coming out. And in it, she talks about, Um, her life journey in terms of her background, her upbringing, the starting of her business, the jewelry brand. And part of the conversation was, well, 
she and I can't remember the context of it so Kendra if you do listen to this podcast I apologize for um, messing up your story just a tad but the sentiment is right she said I let myself get into a situation where I can feel how bad it's going to get and I let myself cry out I sit on the floor I feel it and then I get up and I'm like oh well I've got up that's fine and can carry on you know if you really want to go down that path let yourself feel how bad it could be okay and you can get back up off the floor and continue going and that's all it's going to be if it falls over like what's the worst that can happen you spend a week sitting on the couch crying a bit right right and that's so helpful for the people which I'm raising my hand because this is me like the worst case scenario thinkers where it's like there is a part of you and I think it's it seems like it's a personality thing where some people just need to like play out the worst case scenario like if that's something that you just when you're not in a great mental place you go there then let yourself go there right play like, it out and get it up again so right like what, yeah yeah I mean I'm not that person I don't have the little like voice in my head that goes oh what if that doesn't work I'm like, that's my husband he does that like oh, I'm not <laughs> sure um but I'm like well of course we can do it you know of course we can make that happen why can't we I'll show you. That's what goes on in my head. But I'm very aware that there are people, like you just said, you know, go in there, go down Worry Street. Okay, go to the end, turn around, come back. Like, it'll still be there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, it's funny, because now that you say that, it's like there's, it's kind of like you fall on one side or the other. Like, you either think about the consequences and that's something that can consume too much of your mind mm-hmm. or you're a person who's like I don't think about the consequences of anything I'm like well maybe there's some situations where it would have been a little helpful but like there's pros and cons either way you know so it's Definitely. funny that you say that because it's kind of like yeah there's there's the two extremes there yeah um yeah so I, I again I, I just I love that thinking about okay what's the worst that can happen because you talked about for you like when you took your wig off you you didn't get any people any any comments or you know whatever your mind could have been imagining it's like oh okay that was easy (laughs) nothing happened part of of me went oh is that it okay off we go you know there was no there was no backlash there was no negative comments on any of my posts and even now I don't have that like very many at all when I post everywhere and have a global audience like if you've got time to write comments I'd rather be spending my time doing something else yeah you know so mm. right right and again thinking about nothing to lose it's like when you part of it is developing a thick skin right because you do have to do that when you're you're getting visible online there's that fear of being Mm -hmm. seen um but part of it too is just this groundedness and again like I have nothing less left to lose my identity is not in other people like I don't care you know what they think of me but but if that really does bother you if that's something that is really consuming well then that's a check like that's like a check engine light of like okay you need to come back to where are you placing your identity because it shouldn't be about caring about what other people think or say about you no not at all and if you're thinking that that's where the work is you know I talked about it being a process and a journey it is a process and a journey. You know, I've invested in mentoring. I've invested in, um, you know, various different mentors for, in terms of like mental health, lifestyle, business, you know, finance, all of it. I've got someone that I can call up and go, just need to download and get this out. And they give you a different perspective and you go, oh, okay. You know, it's not something 
that I think people should be scared about is getting the help. I think that's got a big taboo in it. Mm-hmm. Um, mentoring isn't just about business help. You're going to have a personal mentor that can help you through stuff and guide you through that journey so that you could be ready to own your superpower. It takes time. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think you said there's kind of a taboo around it. I think or even just a lot of mind drama, I think so often it's almost like we go into it with a preconceived notion of this is what I will get out of it. And and I've told so many of my clients this where I'm like, without fail, every single time I've invested in, whether it's my life or business, um, I get something completely different out of it. Like I go into it thinking like, okay, here's my expectations. And while that probably meets my expectations in that area, the thing that stands out to me about my time working with that coach or mentor in that program is something completely different. You know, (laughs) there's like this one thing that I really needed and it was not the thing that I thought I was coming in there for. Right. It's so magical when you let yourself go into those situations, the stuff that comes out of that yeah priceless priceless yeah 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 um yeah I love that and just kind of circling back to what you said before too about you are essentially being the person that you wish you had when you were younger that's something that as far as um you know being a leader online in business whether like no matter what your industry I think that's such a great um kind of filter or gauge sort of to think about like how can I just be myself and thinking about going back to like who is the person knowing the unique struggles that I faced and you know things that I was trying to do maybe I was trying to do it one way and it wasn't working okay let's like go back mentally to that place who do I wish I had you know, what Mm -hmm. do I wish they would have told me to do? And then you get to be that person, you know, and help other people on your journey. And a big part of that is trusting that like the struggles that you went through and the way that, um, you needed to go through it, you know, the, the nuances of how you support people, that is what your people need. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things that it's not a norm. You know, mm-hmm. it comes back to that normal thing. It's not a norm. It's not a norm to own those super, those, you know, uniquenesses as superpowers. It's not a norm to start a business. It's not a norm to show up on social media every day and talk to people as though they're your friends and you could be talking to no one for the start yeah. of it, you know, <laughs> and everyone for a while around you when you're starting that journey goes, like, she's a bit full of herself, isn't she? Like, have you seen how much stuff she's putting online? You know, it's not the norm. And I think that's why the cheer squad is so important to have people around you that get it, that get those conversations, um, that have your back in, in what that situation is, because it's not, it's not the norm to, to be okay with it all and talk about it and show up in the way that is uniquely you, a hundred percent you and human. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. Which again, like just really anchors in the importance of what you were saying mentorship, having a cheer squad, like there's so many ways that we can and should get support, um, Mm -hmm. again, in our life and business because it's, it's not the norm. And so I think about this all the time where, and I know I'm sure there's a lot of women listening that can relate to this where like my husband is a machinist. He Mm -hmm. like business is so polar opposite of like, he thinks in like black and white and like logic and numbers and machine parts and hourly work. Right. And then businesses like over here, like, woohoo, like (laughs) 
like loosey goosey and creative and feels yeah. very abstract. And so to, to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who understand and allowing yourself the opportunity to be understood, right? It can feel very frustrating um, feeling misunderstood by someone that you so want to be understood by, but then there's just certain elements where it's like, you know, my, my husband is wonderful and he listens to all my crazy ideas and excitement about business stuff, but there's a certain element of like, but it's business. Like it's just, it isn't the norm. And so get yourself around people that, that get it and get you. Yeah. And he might not be the right sounding board, right? As much as we love our husbands. For sure. Mm -hmm. Like they're not in it every day. You know, working a nine to five job is not the same as running a business at all, despite the fact you've read the textbooks. Like just because you read the textbooks does not mean that that's what happens in real life. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You know, you, you want to be able to share things with them, but it's also okay not to have all the conversations with Mm -hmm. those people because sometimes it has the negative effect. Right. Right. They won't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it's like protecting who are you sharing this stuff with? Or even a a lot of the women that, um, that I work with, and I'm thinking about even just my own journey too, like in the very beginning stages of it could be your brand new to business, like starting something for the first time online, or maybe like you've shifted, which I know you're pivoting. So it's like when an idea or new business focus or something is in kind of the infancy stages where it's like, think of it as like a little plant and like, it's, it's fragile to the elements. And like, you have to be careful who Mm -hmm. you share that stuff with, because you have to like give it room to breathe and grow and develop deeper roots and a stronger stock and, you know, all that stuff, um, before you start sharing it and, and exposing it to the elements, so to speak, going with the analogy. Um, so yeah, I love that you added in that point because that is so true. And that's something that I learned the hard way many times when I was new and naive and just openly sharing ideas in the beginning. And it was like, okay, that person, I'm going to be a little more careful with. Yeah. This isn't the dinner party conversation for that conversation. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll find a different audience. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's a really important lesson to learn for sure. Mm. Um, so I'd love to hear more about this pivot. I, I mm. love it. So we've been like in the, or on the podcast, but then even just on social media and stuff, I've been sensing a theme here. And I joked about, it's almost like women, like our, our cycles are all synced up or something. Like there's just so many women, it seems like that are in a pivot season right now. And this is always something that I love unpacking too, because business is not linear and things shift and change. And you can like feel good about like, okay, I got the systems and like, you know, things are steadily chugging along and it's like, er, like, you know, plot twist. Mm-hmm. Now, actually I'm going to shift over here. And then it's that uphill kind of facing the resistance again. So all that being said, um, <laughs> tell us about this pivot that you're going through right now. Yeah. So, um, you know, if, if, if you've been following me for a while, you'll know that, um, I've in 2020 at the beginning of 2020, I was ready to just close the doors to my business start something new. I was done. I was done. It was kind of, yep, I've done it for eight years. I, I'm not really feeling the joy anymore. Life's too short. Let's go and figure out what I want to do. My team were behind it. I was, my husband was behind it. Cheer squad. Yep. Totally. If you're not enjoying anymore, like we've had the conversations a few times, you do you. I'm like, great. Got great. This is all great. Then COVID hit. And my phone went off the hook. Um, And so years and years and years of positioning 
meant that I was the person that people were calling when they suddenly had to make a heap of videos, move everything to virtual, live deliver things. And so we had the busiest two years in our business history. We went from zero to seven figures in the pandemic when everyone in the industry around us was falling apart. And it got to sort of the world opening up again. Um, only in only recently, I mean, Australia only opened their borders to international visitors in late February, early March of this year. So, you know, we were locked down for a while. As soon as it started opening up again, I found myself back feeling the same as I did at the beginning of 2020. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I've had an amazing couple of years. <sighs> the world's open again and everyone knows someone that can make videos for them. Doesn't matter how good I am, how quick I am on the tools, you know, there is a point now with technology where technology is so readily available that people would rather cut corners, cut costs, save time, save money, do it the cheaper version. Totally fine. I'm all Mm -hmm. for DIY and professional video sitting side by side, always have been. And then I thought to myself, okay, well, if I don't want to do the doing anymore, I obviously want to work with my VIP clients still, but I don't want to be putting myself out there struggling to pitch my business that's been around for 10 years against newbies that are coming into the market and ultimately winning the work because they're cheaper. And so my pivot there was, well, I've just done zero to seven figures in a pandemic. I've built it and run it for 10 years. I have all the systems and all the processes. And oh my gosh, I've seen some horror stories in the industry about things that have gone wrong, videographers that haven't taken a proper brief and, you know, gone AWOL or said they'd film a project and haven't quite delivered it even like three to six months later or haven't sent the right invoice or haven't quoted it right and so all these stories are sort of coming through from people that I know that have businesses and I'm seeing it in real life in my studio space where other teams come and hire the space for their productions and that's it I'm going to teach you guys how to do what I do that's it that's gonna that's gonna be the pivot and so yeah like that seems so much more fun. Um, I've got a beta test happening at the moment with a handful of people and we'll be launching three times next year. And that to me lights my soul on fire, just that little bit more, because not only can I serve them in terms of me ensuring that they're earning the money that they deserve, running it like a business because they know how to run a business, making profits, it's actually going to benefit society in the long run for me because, well, society in the long run, and that's my big driver because freelancers and creatives are terrible at their Mm -hmm. finances in the background. They're terrible at charging (laughs) their worth. They're terrible at putting savings away and thinking about their financial future. And that to me is horrifying. So if I can change that just in my segment of the creative space, that's mind blowing and exciting for me. Yeah. I love that. How I I'm so with you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I started, (laughs) I started my business in graphic design and web design, quickly dropped web design, went all in on branding, visual branding, brand strategy. And then that's what like kind of transitioned me into coaching, which I felt too accidentally. And that's something that, um, 
even for me, like was a, a huge weakness area where it's like, yeah, I'm super creative, but the structure, the systems, the, the financial management, like, oh my gosh, that was, that was a hot mess. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is like, it's, it's a stereotype for sure. Of course, not all creatives fall into that, but there is a huge um, need for that in the industry. So I love how you've taken yeah. that and been able to shift it and be like, okay, taking inventory, you know, of what I've been able to do. I'm going to shift it over here. And, you know, the, the key thing that I'm hearing you say is it lights your soul on fire. Oh yeah. 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 There's there's two bits that light my soul on fire. You've got that piece for me, which is giving back to the industry that has got me living the life that I want to live, right? I could live a fantastic life traveling around, you know, um, vision boards coming true, all of the things. And then on the flip side of that, it's it's the alopecia journey. It's that confidence piece. It's the helping other female business leaders have the resilience to own their superpower. And that for me will be the next iterate. That'll be the big thing, right? Mm-hmm. That will be the, the books and the keynotes and the next big thing, which is percolating and coming along and oozing itself out slowly into the world. But when that hits, oh, it's going to be good. Yeah. And I, I'm excited to, <laughs> I will be watching. I'm excited for when that happens. Um, yeah. Well, you know, the, the reason why I, I kind of reiterate that point that you made about that it lights your soul on fire is that for me has always been the indicator. And I'm sure mm-hmm. it's it's the same for you as well, where you can just kind of feel yourself where you get to this point where like, yeah, I'm good at this. I can do it. I can talk about it, but it's like, do I want to do it just because it's like, oh, well, right. I, could. I could do yeah. it. So I will. You know, it's, it's really hard to go, well, it's paying my bills. It's making money. I don't want to do it anymore. You know? I'm surrounded by people that go, that strive for their dreams. You know, my, my vision board is crazy, crazy. And it's all coming true because I, I live it and I breathe it. And I'm all for living my best life and, and showing up and standing out and going for it and doing all the things. Oh, but what if I took away the money source? Mm, could I still keep going? You know, so it was one of those pieces that was, yeah, I'm doing it. It's doing well. It's bringing the money in. Okay. The buffer's there. Let's jump and see what happens next. You know, that again is a super scary thing. This is like starting a whole new business to me, which I haven't done in a decade, Yeah, <laughs> which is exciting and scary at the same time. Yeah, totally. Well, and, and that's like, I think of those, those big scary times, right. As like, yes, when you're brand new to online business, there's a lot there, but it's like, you go so through or go through so much of that when you're starting a new thing, when you're mm-hmm. pivoting, whether it is literally like I am shutting down this business and starting up a new business. But even when it's not, even when it's like, I have gone so through a ton of personal growth. And so now I have just shifted the way that I think about the work that I do. That still feels like, okay, here we go again. Right. Like, yeah, because right. it's, it's the, like, anytime we're doing something new, it feels scary to step out and you go through all the same, like mind drama around, um, like this is who I am and turning it into the superpower. Right. Um, Completely. which I'd love to hear more about, like leaning into that piece of like, how do you take that thing and turn it into your superpower? And even I'd love to hear, cause I know you said your cheer squad was like, when you take off the wig, your business is going to explode. Like, mm-hmm. tell us like what that transition looked like and how you saw things like the ripple effect of I am being my authentic self and now my business is taking off and like those connections yeah. there. Oh, 
Where to start? Okay, so I think for me it was definitely around it was easier. Everything mm. was just that little bit easier. Like I didn't have to feel, I wasn't draining myself of the energy of having to get up, put it on, look after it, you know, ensure it was clean, styled, organized. It, there was suddenly I had half an hour back in my day, every day, instantly. There was, you know, I wasn't having to, as I, I, I refer to it as take it to the dry cleaners. I don't, there was a proper wig person, but like drop it off, pick it up, you know, all that, that time and that energy of just maintaining the person that I was putting out there wasn't really the person that I was. And it is energetically draining to try and be someone that you're not. You know, when I'm talking about the video world, I talk about being, um, being a Sean, not being a sheep, you know, so you, you're still a human, everything's fine, but you can do it your way and it's okay to do it your way. And I was talking about that in my work. I was talking about the fact that if you're looking at other business owners and course creators, whoever they are, and you're looking at them, you're comparing your video number one with their video 10,000. Seriously, mm-hmm. you're going to do that to yourself? You're going to really beat yourself up over the fact they've been doing it for 10 years, you've been doing it for 10 minutes and yours doesn't look as good? Um, so I was doing all of these things, preaching it about the fact that be you, own that stuff, be a, be human. Like it's okay with the ums and ums. If you talk with your hands, talk with your hands. If you don't, don't bother. Um, don't feel like you have to be someone just because you're watching someone else succeed doing it that way. And then the penny dropped. Like, oh, you're not actually doing that. Mm, okay. Um, and so that that was one of those things that I've been living and breathing that with my clients for the best part of five years. And then I wasn't doing it myself. So, so much stuff just cleared out when I went, you know, I'm just going to do it. Let's just see what happens. And as soon as that energy cleared, and as soon as the time came back into my diary, and I was able to just show up as me, my energy shifted as well. As the, my phone was ringing, I stand out more in a crowd, you know, I'm, I'm owning it way more. I can have way more fun with my style. I stand out in a crowd so I get remembered, you know, like just to stay in front of people's minds when you are a business owner for the thing that you're really good at. Marketing can't buy that stuff. Like, you know, if you can just own who you are, how you like to show up, whether you've, you know, whatever that little quirk is, if you can get over the fact that people are going to judge you for it, you've got nothing to lose. Yeah. Really got nothing to lose. And I think one of the biggest problems we have collectively as a world right now is we're stuck in comparinitis. So we're constantly looking at what we're putting out there compared to what other people are. And we are stuck in the world of just the scroll, that mundane scrolling all the time in our downtime when we're watching watching TV, you know, we're scrolling on our phones. We're never giving ourselves time away from all the noise to actually just be okay with who we are. So one of the things for me is tech-free weekends. You know, I don't have my phone anywhere near me after 6 p.m. at night, unless I'm expecting a call from a friend. You know, it's all turned off. I don't sit and scroll because it's not worth it. Like, it's just, Mm -hmm. I have so much more fun living my life without the drama of other people's. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, like you said, the, the reason why comparison is such a issue right now is because it's a constant. And so we're like, Mm -hmm. you think about the concept of social media, which of course 
for business has a lot of, there's a lot of wonderful things about it because it does make it possible for us to like quick start a business, right. And, and connect with people quickly. However, when it's a constant and there's not enough boundaries, then you're just, it's like a, a downward spiral. Honestly, that's something that's a hole. Yeah. 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 And I'm with you. Like I do, um, not perfect about it, but for the most part, I do social media free weekends and that pretty much leads to screen free weekends. Cause it's like, I, I have to physically delete Instagram and Facebook off my phone because I'm like, otherwise my thumb, just my little thumb brain will go and open it. Right. But then I, I have friends like, that have two different phones so that they can awesome. put the work one yeah. away for the weekend and have a phone that doesn't have socials on it. Like yeah. they have genuinely have two different phones and two different numbers. Yeah. So yeah. they don't have to worry about the delete. It. Right. It's, it's you have to force yourself to do it. You have For to. sure. Right. And that's the thing is like, you don't want to, and there's going to be a part of you where it's like, what's the big deal? Like, I'll just check it, but it's, it's no, it's like, there's the mental thing that you just, you need that space. And to me, it, it literally feels like if anyone listens to white noise or something, it's like, it feels like there's this kind of constant chatter and commotion. And then I delete the apps and it's like, Oh, like it's quiet and it's yeah, amazing it's, how much you realize I'm, that you really needed oh, so that. Much. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Someone was talking about it. Um, I'm not going to say who, who it was. I was, I was with at the time was talking about the fact that their daughter had seen on social media that she hadn't been invited to a party. Mm. She then spent all evening and all weekend being really upset that she hadn't been invited to the party. She said, if that was back in my day when there wasn't any social media and I'd rock up at school on a Monday morning and hear about the party, it would have been a five, 10 minute blip in my radar of the fact that I missed out on a party. It wouldn't have been an entire 72 hours of feeling shit like no one wanted me. Yeah. That is exactly what we're doing to ourselves as business owners when we're scrolling going, yeah, oh, they're doing it so much better than me. Oh, but I could do that, but they've already done it. Now I'm going to, like, I'm copying. Stop scrolling and just do your thing. Hmm. Yeah. And that, that story that you shared, that is something that, um, I mean, that's one reason why, like, our, so my daughter is seven and me and my husband were talking about like, you know, as she gets older, we'll have to figure out the whole technology thing. And I know many other parents are in that same situation where mm-hmm. it's like, how do we approach it? But that's one of the big things for me that I think about. I'm like, I don't want my daughter to have to experience that, like, the constant FOMO fear of missing out. Like it's just being rubbed in your face and being in middle school and high school and in your early twenties, like those seasons of life can be tough enough as is. And it's like, yeah, she may hate us, but like, we're going to also be saving her a lot of grief and heartache that she will later in her life realize. I was going to say, yeah, she'll thank you for it in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's something I love that you tied it back to business because it is what we're doing to ourselves. And like, I, I feel like even someone listening right now might need to make that connection of like, okay, you are approaching technology like that for your kids, but you need to like put those boundaries in place for yourself with your own business, because you are like comparing, you know, the, the party analogy and not getting invited. Okay. You can easily switch that to a business example and be like, she just signed a client. Why didn't I sign a client? Why is no one want to work with me? No one wants to work with me. I'm just going to quit my business. Like, oh my gosh, that escalated fast, <laughs> but we've all done it. Like that's why we need the boundaries. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Those boundaries are huge. And if anyone's actually doing that, I would be looking at who you're hate following. 
right? Hate following is when you're searching, you're following people that are in your industry and you're constantly going, oh, they're doing it better. Oh, damn it. Oh, I'm so bad. You know, because you're watching them. Those people are winding you up. Just unfollow them and your world will be a happier place. (laughs) Your business will be thriving more because you're not going to spend the energy worrying about what they've done. Totally. Stop following people in your industry to stop it. Just just cut them off. (laughs) Right, right. That's (laughs) the thing that, you know, I hear like, um, you know, I have started being more uh, active on Instagram. And that's one thing that I've heard people say, like, supposed to follow others in your industry so that the algorithm sees blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't care about the algorithm. I care about my own boundaries and creative, you know, like, uh, integrity even because it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I love that you called it hate follow. I, (laughs) I think of it in terms of like, okay, if I'm following someone to keep tabs on them, why am I following them in the first place? Like, I'm never going to work with them. There's not someone that I consider a friend, like that I, you know, want to cheer them on. Okay, I'm unfollowing. Um, And so it's like going back to the integrity piece. When you are not following and and keep on keeping tabs or hate following other people in your industry, well, now you have fresh ideas and fresh takes on things that magnetically draws people to you because they're like, oh my gosh, your content is so refreshing right it's not because the same as not, everyone else yeah you're not just regurgitating like all the um you know uh copycats or whatever you want to call it out there mm-hmm. you are having fresh ideas and so it's really important to to do super that as well important. super yeah. important yeah like, I'm a big fan of the post-its and my little messages to myself I wear them in jewelry like I've got little sayings around right now underneath the conversation that we're having on my computer screen is a post-it note that says normal is boring I okay. love that. Thanks for the reminder. Like it's there every day. Normal is boring. Okay. So you want, like when you're saying that, you want to be the person that people hate follow. You don't want to be hate following people. You want Correct. to be that person. And the only way you could become that person to other people is to not follow everyone else and not be the norm. So I reckon if there's one thing to take away from today, it'd be like, go be a Sean. Don't be a sheep. Like that is my absolute hands down mantra of life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's so good. And it's, it's, um, it reminds me of a post that I put out recently, whereas I was, I'll, I'll share the story briefly. Cause it's related. I was talking about just being unfiltered, like stop filtering yourself, how you're showing up in your business, what you're saying, how you're saying it. Um, and I, and I shared the story of this conversation that I had, or it was a screenshot of a text that my husband sent me. And he was saying like, basically like stop filtering your conversation and your thoughts. Like I want all of you. I want unfiltered Natalie. And I just bawled reading that text because I was like, okay. Like it was the thing that like, I didn't know I needed to hear, but actually like there was a deep part in my soul that really needed to hear that because, and I know this like stems back to childhood and stuff. And that's a whole other conversation, but I am like the, the type of person that like, I'm nice, right. I'm nice to people. I, I filter what I say because I don't want to rock the boat. And so for someone to my husband of all people to (laughs) reveal this in me, like, oh my gosh, I do filter myself. I need to cut that out. That was like a major turning point for me, both in my life and business, because I was like, I am going to intentionally say what I think and say the Mm -hmm. most honest thing that I can. And of course I want to do it in a way that's heart-centered and kind, right? Like I can be respectful, but then also say, actually, no, that really pissed me off or no, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't have to be nice, you know, quote unquote, nice and go along with stuff. 
but filtering myself. Like if you have to think so hard about "Mm, how am I going to say this? What am I going to say? How should I respond? You're filtering yourself. Completely. Completely. And and I think this is hard for mums because you've got the playground conversation and the school chats and oh, the dramas that go on in those. So I hear, I don't, I don't have one. So, um, you know, it's that thing of if you're, if you're constantly filtering yourself because you're going to get that judgment or you're scared about offending anyone, they're not the people you want to be around. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be able to have the conversations with the people around you so you can say it your way and not have any form of backlash. And so, it, you know, this could be a whole other conversation, right? Like weeding out the people in your world that are no longer serving you you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. You don't have to be friends with them just because you grow up with them. You don't have to be friends with them just because you're in the, your daughters are in the same school, in the same class. If they grind your gears. Crop's hmm, not the kind of person to be around. You know, you can right. choose who is, who is around you. And I think that's really important to think about as well. Yeah, which I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that's a beautiful byproduct or result of being your authentic self, like not filtering yourself anymore, just showing up, you know, taking the wig off literally or metaphorically, mm-hmm. right? Then yes, those things happen. Yes. That is a consequence in a way of your actions, but it's a good thing because it's like, why would you want to be friends with those people or have those people around you to begin with if they don't like who you really are? Mm-hmm. you know you start to make that connection it's like oh no I, I don't want that that's silly yeah <laughs> yeah so you want to be around people that light your soul on fire yeah yes that's it. yeah yes okay we talked about a lot in this conversation <laughs> if they remembered like one thing from all of the things that we have shared today what would that what would you want that one thing to be you're the only one that can lean in to your own uniqueness and once you do it, it is a significant superpower that will mean that your wildest dreams can come true. Like it's absolutely insane when you lean into it. So that's really long. If you want the post-it note version, normal is boring. That's that's it. Just be you. So good. I love that. And I encourage you guys, if you love that, write it on a literal post-it note. I'm, Seriously. I've got, I've got post-it notes on my computer. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I say that a lot too. I'm like, literally take out a post-it note and stick it somewhere. You'll see it. It's so good. Yeah. Um, in fact, I have a whole episode on my show that's coming out in a few weeks time, all about my theory of post-it notes. So if that is of interest, we should put that in your show notes too, because yeah. I use them a lot. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I will definitely link to that. Um, when that's live speaking of which, so where can women connect with you online if they want to get in your world? If you want to find and get into my world, I'm on all social media platforms under at the Rebecca Saunders. There's only one of me. So I've put the, in front of it. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. So that is probably the place to hang out and Rebecca Saunders.com houses all of the things that we spoke about today. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate it and loved our conversation. There was so many really, really good stuff that came out. So I'm, I'm very excited to hear what women take away from our conversation. It's been awesome. I look forward to hearing it too. Thanks for having me. Yeah. 
Thanks so much for listening today. If you love this podcast episode, there's two things I want to invite you to do right now. Number one, head on over to Instagram and send me a DM at natalie.blankush. I would love to hear any questions that came up and takeaways that you had from this episode. And number two, if you haven't already, head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review. It means the world to me because I love hearing what you're learning and how the show has impacted you, but it also creates an even bigger ripple effect by helping other women discover this podcast. All right, that's it for today. I will talk to you on the next episode.